Hey everybody, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. Garrett. You're listening to So Many Sequels. Uh, this week on the show, we're <clears throat> wrapping up uh, Indiana Jones. We did a full month of it. Say four weeks. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Until uh, the fifth one comes out. Until the fifth one comes out in, in July 2021. If Harrison Ford is still alive. I Even am if gonna, he's not. I'm not going to let that. Nope. You can't say that. Or Steven Even Spielberg. if he's not, he'll come back and do it. He's I cannot even believe you would put that out there. Bring it. Hey, this man has defied so many things and me saying something like that. But you nothing. haven't. <laughs> we we have liter we have the technology now. <laughs> Movies have the technology now to literally raise people from the dead. I I'm not on board with either of what you are saying. I I am not supporting it. I'm just saying these are this is the times that we're living in. And we have broke Josh. Thank yeah, you very I'm much. Yeah, I'm upset. I'm upset. I can't believe you would say that. Uh, we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull today. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, what, 19 years later? Think is that so, right? Yeah. Came out in 2008. 19 years, I think. After the Last Crusade, uh, it's a long time. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I guess uh, first reactions. I think it's just an okay movie. It's okay. better than it, it's. It's definitely not one of the more popular. It's it's definitely not one of the more popular of the uh, Indiana Jones series, but right. Uh, if I had to put it anywhere, it's definitely better than uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, not Tomb. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, it's be- it is better than Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely better than Temple of Doom. Yeah, so, I agree with that. That's that's really all I have to say about that. Other than it's it's got some good points to it, but other than that, I'm just like, meh. It's just a summer action flick. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's usually considered by most people uh the worst of the four and i don't know it's usually between that and temple but i think most people in the general masses don't like this one and i think that you can find more people that like temple than like this one i wonder why people didn't like it i don't know it's it's not a bad story i mean no it was fine i went up and down on it i was so bored the first half and i liked the second half so like an hour into it i wrote back to back in my notes didn't even realize that they were back to back i'm bored and uninterested and in the second half i was much more interested and entertained and 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 gripped in the story so it picked up for me in the second half but that first half for me was uh didn't care at all about what was happening i liked old indiana jones i liked his interaction with shia labeouf's character at the time uh, I liked some of what they were doing, but the central aspect of the plot, the whole point of the Crystal Skull, I didn't care. They didn't give me enough reasons to care until about an hour into it when you could finally see that this was a powerful thing. Because they never really gave you a reason to think that this was a powerful thing. It was like, oh, there's this crazy skull that we found. And, yeah. and the Russians want it for some reason, but we don't want them to have it. And then when they tied Indy up... And put the skull in front of him, and you could see that it was messing with his head. Then it was like, oh, this thing is actually a thing that has power. Okay, now we're now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. It just took too long to get to that point for me. I think that's kind of what lost it for me, too, because it's like, 
the title, I mean, the title of the kingdom, of the crystal skull, you want to know what in the hell is that skull going to do? And it takes, a, I, it does take like a really long time to get there. But once you find out, because in Raiders, you find out about the Ark of the Covenant. It's there. In Last Crusade, you find out about the Holy Grail. It's there. Temple of Doom. Like, Indy just stumbles across this village who is missing a rock. And this in particular, yeah, uh, the development on the plot is very, very, sh- is very shallow up until about maybe the two thirds in. And uh, I think the villains, I, I think the characters are okay. I will say that this this has a great cast. I love all the people in it. Harrison Ford, obviously. I know for a fact you don't love all the people in it. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's talk about that. Uh, okay, you want to talk about the Shia problem? Okay. Here's my deal with Shia LaBeouf. Shia, if you're out there listening, sorry, buddy. But uh, my thing is, is that Shia LaBeouf in this movie kind of annoyed me a little bit. And Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, like, I feel like, especially in this movie, whenever it comes to the Mutt Williams-Indiana Jones relationship... I feel like it's not written very well, or it's 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 pretty damn obvious that one of them, that, that Mutt Williams is the son of Indiana Jones because right off the bat, uh, Mutt Williams states that his mother is Mary, and I'm like Mary Marion. That makes that makes more sense to me. But my thing about Shia LaBeouf is is that I feel like Shia LaBeouf overacts a lot, especially in his early movie roles. I think he had the tendency to overact a little bit too much. He's obviously gotten a little bit better, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He just just wasn't doing me in on this one. Okay, okay. I don't. I really don't have much of an issue with him. Okay, he's fine. I think uh, he's not great in this or bad in this. In okay. my eyes, he's just kind of there. Uh. I hadn't really heard or thought about looking at his performance in terms of overacting. Okay. I don't know that just off the top of my head, I can't really think of a time when I thought that of him. But I do think there was a attempt possibly to emulate some of Harrison's performance in 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 a way of tying it into them mm-hmm. being uh later revealed to be father son because they do a lot of the same type of uh, yell acting. Yeah. Where when they get uh, flustered or worked up, they just kind of yell their statements. And I thought they both did that. And I don't know if that's Shia or if that was Direction. You know? Yeah. That's just a thought off the top of my head. Okay. I, he's, I, yeah. I mean, he's, he's fine. I don't really have a big issue with him. Mm-hmm. He's honestly, when you look at the... the whole series kind of one of the better sidekicks because he doesn't have a history of good sidekicks sure and in you know the first one his sidekick is marion she's pretty good yeah the second one is not good (laughs) short round yeah the third one he's kind of lacking a sidekick he's got his father yeah but i i I hesitate to call that a sidekick situation the 
uh, Fraulein, I don't remember her name in the first one, started off as a sidekick. Yeah, she kind of started that And way. then she became the bad guy, and then Sean Connery took over as the sidekick. So he had a couple of sidekicks in that one, if you ask me. Dr. Elsa Schneider. <clears throat> Perfect. And this one was basically Shia throughout the whole thing. I'm not a big Shia fan, mostly just because of Transformers. But, like, it, it, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't hate him like people seem to. I just don't like him in the Transformers franchise, and I don't really think of him anything else. Like, he's just, yeah, he's just kind of there. As an actor, like, but whatever. He's not a selling point. He's not a not selling point. I'm not going to not see it except for Transformers just sure. because those are bad. Uh, it's not necessarily his fault. It's mostly Michael Bay's fault. Mm-hmm. But, like, <clears throat> he's never been a selling point. But I thought he did fine. I liked his... I liked him... Again, I, I really liked the second half. And one of the things that stands out to me is the battle that he had... The sword fight battle that he had with Kate Blanchett on the the vans as they're going through the jungle. I thought that was fun. I thought that was entertaining. I thought it showed somebody else who was able to potentially take the helm of this franchise as Harrison Ford was continuing to get old. That was the only time that I saw that and he was like, oh, maybe he could do it. Yeah. Other than that, man, he's yeah. just there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The character is... I know people have an, have issue with the character. I, I don't fully get it or understand it. But I, I want to talk about how I think a big reason why this movie feels different to people is because it, it is set in a different time. Literally a different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's set in the 1950s. And the the way the movie is made, is uh, it reflects that. So it's not this 1930s era. Yeah adventure flick it's a 1950s era science fiction fantasy and so you get a lot of that in there you know it opens with the car chase with a nice 50 soundtrack mm-hmm. in uh convertibles yeah through the desert i think right yeah the desert there's a uh a, a greaser brawl in like a soda shop there's a lot of 50s elements in it that don't exist in the other movies so i wonder if that's just part of why people Go. Eh, it feels di- it's different. I don't like it. <clears throat> if that's the case, though, then that's that's their their fault because you cannot set this movie in the same genre as the other ones. No, it's too it's too far gone. You you can do like nowadays you can do crazy stuff with age and look at Marvel <clears throat> as a leading candidate of doing that, but you couldn't do it really in two thousand eight. So you had to make Harrison Ford older. Mm-hmm. And the fifties is only logical because that would, you know, the last one was what nineteen thirty eight or something like that. This yeah. one's nineteen fifty, so that would have been roundabout the same time frame in in real life of eighty nine to two thousand eight. <clears throat> and if people expected to get young Indiana Jones doing Indiana Jones stuff, they're out of their minds. It's just not going to happen. No. And even if even if you could do age stuff, if Harrison Ford was still cast as Indiana Jones, he in real life would be old and can't do certain things, even though he's one of the badass old men that mm-hmm. lives in the world. And I was looking up, and he did most of his own stunts in this movie still. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I, you know, I, there's a lot of things I'm not sure he can't do. He does do a lot of, of action in this movie. Uh, I wanted to talk about the, the opening when he and Mac are, are taken by the, the Russians, yeah. and they're brought back to the, uh, the warehouse where the Ark of the Covenant is stored. I like that nice um, look back to Raiders. Yeah. You know, Mac reveals himself to be 
uh, a double agent at first, which is a callback, I think, to Raiders mm-hmm. when he's uh, when the other guy turns on Indy. Mm, I didn't think about that. All right, all right, all right. We're back with the arc again. <clears throat> Lots of callbacks in that first in that first sequence. But then uh, Harrison has his like escape where he's he's climbing up the boxes and he's swinging with his whip and fighting people like he's he can still do it or he could at the time i mean it's been a while yeah even even this movie is old now <laughs> yeah i mean when was this movie released 2008 yeah yeah, yeah. wow doesn't feel like it does it it don't feel like it no uh I, I, one of the things i found was uh what steven spielberg had to say about this because steven spielberg up until this movie in particular, hasn't really directed an action piece in a long time. He directed, I think, like the real. You mean like Ready Player One? Well, but I'm up until this movie though. Oh, up until this movie, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, 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 gotcha. But like, uh, technically speaking, because I would I wouldn't call Saving Private Ryan an action flick. There's a lot of action in it, mm-hmm. but I I would not classify it as such. Um. What he he basically had to go back and relearn how to do an action movie because he hasn't done one of those types of films in a long time. I mean, ever since Saving Private Ryan, he did AI, The Terminal, Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report, which is probably an, an exception to that rule, Munich, and that's about it. He hasn't really done a whole lot of action movies in, in between. So him and Janusz Kaminski, the uh, director of photography... Like he said, had to go back and relearn how to do it all, and he said it was a challenge for him because it's like, oh man, you know, I really need to catch up with the times because it, things have changed, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, I thought you had more to add to that. No, there, it sounded like there was a break in the sentence. No, yeah, I buy that. I buy that. There's a lot of relearning when you return to a franchise after almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Harrison had to do a lot. To step back into his role and, you know, everyone else involved. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, though, is that about that, when he had to go in for his costume fitting, they found out that his costume fittings were the same as when he went into Indiana Jones in the uh, Last Crusade. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, he he doesn't look that different. He doesn't look He that looks different. a little older, but physically he looks about the same. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, that. in the Wikipedia, they talk about how he had stayed in shape throughout... The duration of his life, because obviously he's still an action person. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of action movies and, and things like that. But he had hoped for another movie. And he talks about how he wanted to use his age as part of the script. And <clears throat> he said, The appeal of Indiana Jones is in his youth, but his imagination and his resourcefulness. His physicality is a big part of it, especially when he gets out of tight situations. And so he wanted to use this as a way... To show how, even though he's aged, he's still resourceful, and it's not geared towards uh, the young people, and wanted to break this stigma that old people can't necessarily do certain things. And so he asked to put more age references into the script, and Steven Spielberg said, he referenced the line in Raiders where he said, it's not the years, it's the mileage. And he felt he could not tell the difference between Ford during the shoots of The Last Crusade and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I believe that. I believe that. He doesn't show much sign of, of age in no. the movie. He's, he's still no. spry in the film. Yeah. And even now, looking at him in, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, The Last Jedi, 
still doesn't really look as old as he is. Is, is yeah. in his seventies or something like that, right? Seventy six right now. Yeah, so it doesn't. He doesn't give that kind of, uh, you know, stereotype of what we think of somebody in their seventies. I mean, uh, he's he's still active. He still flies planes and crashes them a lot. Um, you know, he's he's still doing a whole lot of things that a lot of people cast at his age aren't cast in. Yeah. So I'm excited. Once they get it going, I'm excited to see what they do for five and how they handle that. Because then it'll have to be, I don't know, probably in the 70s if they follow the same timeline. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Maybe you will wonder if it will... Su- Vietnam was in the 70s, right? 60s and 70s. So maybe that's the, what they'll focus on because it's usually around some kind of wartime. And, and so that could be an interesting route to take but but here i'm oh, sorry what no, i was just gonna say yeah it'll all depend on what kind of like uh mythology they can dig up mm-hmm. because all of the movies including this one are tied to to real life mythology and and um pieces of history i guess yeah one of the things i hope they still do for the next one at least is i hope they still if anything it should probably still focus on the cold war because the cold war is still going on like, if they want to do anything, I would suggest doing, like, having the Cold War there. Having the Cold War present. Because, it, like, just like this, we're still, I mean, we're still kind of hostile hostile with the Russians at this point. So, uh, I say stick with that type of timeline. I don't, just because of the negative connotation that this movie has. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't have this. In I don't the, think like, the problem is the Russians, though. No, I don't either, but I think they should try something different. And I think that... We we got in. You and I talked, or we talked about it off of Mike about how <clears throat> I was really bored, and you didn't understand that. Nope. And that you said that it followed the same format as all the other Indiana Jones. And so I said back whenever we were doing Back to the Future that series, that was one of the things that you were upset with the third one is that it followed the exact same kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if they want to do another Indiana Jones, that's fine. But I don't want the same formula because of the boredom that I felt in the first hour. If if they can shake it up and do something different, then give me that. You can keep aspects of it in there. That's fine. But, like, try something different and, and don't give me this wartime thing. Give me something different. Show a different aspect of it. You can still have the action and you can have the entertainment and you can have all of this, but I don't want necessarily the same formula again and again and again and again and again. I mean, this one didn't really have war in it, though. No, but it was like it was. It started off at a wartime is... place. It started off at the Cold War. They were doing all of this stuff. It was like Russian soldiers. It had the same general aspects of all of the other ones that it does, mm-hmm. and and that's can become a problem even if it's nineteen years later. So give me something different. Shake it up a little bit. You give me the essence of Indiana Jones. But don't necessarily put me in the same formula that you've done for the last four movies. Well, that... Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just think the one time they tried to shake it up was Temple of Doom and it was bad. <laughs> then they ended up they end up coming back to the Nazis into it. But that, to me, is when it got interesting again. The Temple of Doom is like Halloween season of the witch. No, Which is a popular no, movie. Take that back. What is wrong with you? <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> You didn't like it, but it has a very popular cult following and is one of our more listened to episodes. Thank the you most much. offensive thing you've ever said on this show. <clears throat> Disgusting. 
just sit in silence for a second. Okay. I, I think <laughs> they've talked about this before, and I would be really interested to see how they do it, is if they do ghosts and whatnot, and what they can drum up with with that kind of a storyline. I would be interested in that. It's something different. There's a lot of lore and mythology that you can get into. Uh-huh. doesn't necessarily have to deal with war. It can deal with something different. Like, I don't know. This is not the best example, but right off the top of my head, look at, like, medieval times. I don't like medieval times stuff most of the time. But there is an aspect that an archaeologist would be interested in. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot of mythical things. And it's not necessarily wartimey, but it still has aspects of something that you could drum from that. And it would be an interesting take. Again, I don't want the medieval times thing. It's just the first thing that popped into my head. Mm, yeah, that would be. I don't want that either. Yeah. I like, but there is something they can do with ghosts and spiritual natures, and I would be interested Possibly. In I remember you saying something about maybe them tackling Atlantis. I think that would be... I didn't say that. You did. You Yeah, you said that. <laughs> you were the one that did Atlantis. <laughs> did I say that? You yeah. did. You brought that up. I mean, I'll take credit for your idea. Sure, I'm sure anyone would. Okay, well... I think they did that in a video game, didn't they? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I just know the Infernal Machine. I don't know. I've never played the Infernal Machine. There's a lot... That's there's that's just one... There's a lot more video games. Yeah, there's... I'm sure there is, and I just don't know them. But... Uh, yeah, maybe they, they explored the city of Atlantis, kind of like what they did with the movie Abyss. Yeah. Um, back on the subject of this movie, though, this, this movie talked about crystal skulls. Um, I did some I did some looking, digging on what crystal skulls are. They're pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know they were real at first, uh, but they are. And there's a lot of weird. Um, there's a lot of weird history to them. I guess that they were uh, started to pop up in the late 1800s to early 1900s. Why are you smiling? I'm just listening. I don't like it. I don't like it when people smile when I'm talking. I don't like that one bit. (laughs) I don't trust it. He's probably got some obscure random trivia thing that he's hiding in his back pocket and is going to throw out like, oh, look at this, I can add to this, and he's just ready to throw it out there. No, 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 I I don't have anything to add to that. Keep going. Anyway, Crystal Skull's started to pop up at that time period right and and when they were discovered by by archaeologists like indiana jones and i say discovered in air quotes because uh they would say they found this one of the more famous ones is the uh mitchell hang on whoa they are a real thing yes i'm not you were smiling because you thought i was full of it weren't you they're real uh, the Mitchell Hedges skull is one of the most famous crystal skulls ever found. The archaeologist claimed to have found it. <laughs> the archaeologist claimed she found the skull buried under a collapsed altar inside a temple in uh, modern-day Belize. Come to find out, that was a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. So these skulls were dug up. People found them and claimed they were from uh, ancient civilizations. A lot of it is tied to, uh, like, South American history. Okay. Turns out, every crystal skull that has been made available for study has determined has, has been determined to not be at all, even ancient, and they're, like, made in the late 1800s in, like, Europe. They were carved and stuff. Ah. So that was all recent in terms of my... Uh, 
modern history, recent discoveries. So at the time of this movie taking place, they were thought to be relics of ancient South American culture. That's kind of cool. And they had this mythology behind them related to aliens and all kinds of other stuff that they were thought to uh, possess weird powers. Okay. So I thought that was cool. That is cool. It's a shame it, some of that wasn't true. It's a sh- it, Yeah, cause just because it's a bummer when you find out something mm-hmm. cool wasn't true. But yeah, at the time they were thought to be this kind of thing. The story that, that this, this movie tells about uh, you know, the 13 aliens in the temple or whatever, mm-hmm. and he puts the head together. That's a real story, a real folklore tale that said that once the 13 skulls were reunited, it would, like, it would stop a catastrophic event that was going to happen at the end of the Mayan calendar in December 2012. Okay. Real story. Not real story, but real story. Because <laughs> it's 2019. Well, right. I just wanted to let y'all know it didn't happen. But Randy, watch him. Just have shave this. What? Moving on. <laughs> so I, I, had, I was a little confused by the ending in a sense of like... The, the crystal skull was stolen from that temple of aliens, right? Is my understanding? I yeah, I guess I guess. Okay, so Indiana Jones and his crew of good guys, his crew of merry men, were working to return the skull, as per what you would think. Okay, they're angry, the aliens are mad or whatever, they want the skull back. We need to give it back to them. So, unless I'm misunderstanding, <clears throat> once they put the skull back on the skullless body, all hell broke loose? And they, like, started murdering people and were trying to murder the people that returned the skull that they were angry about having been stolen. Am I misunderstanding that? That seemed to be confusing to me of, like, okay, we have returned this thing that you want, and now you're going to kill me? Because they had to run and escape, and, like, all the Russians died, which they were bad guys, so I get, like, the Kate Blanchett's character was like, tell me all of these things, and they were like, burn. Yeah. But, like, they caused a lot of destruction and chaos, and to me, kind of put the people who were returning their stuff in danger as well. I'm not sure why they'd care. <laughs> I don't think that's the thing aliens care about. Well, because they made it sound like they weren't at at the end of the movie when the when the uh, spaceship lifted off and the water covered all the ruins and everything. Harrison Ford's or Indiana Jones was like they didn't want the treasures and they didn't they wanted knowledge. So it almost made it sound like they were actually a peaceful alien and they were angry that people had stolen their stuff because they were just there to learn. So we gave them back their thing, but they still done almost killed us. But they didn't there wasn't like and a, a, like concerted effort to kill them. Like the people who died like got sucked into that portal thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like they didn't attack them. It was just more like casualties. Yeah. And it just so happened to affect the bad guys. Well, because uh, that's that's Hollywood. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But like. And then they, yeah, they got their. They took their stuff and left. <laughs> I, I wonder if just maybe. I wonder if maybe like uh, since Irina Spalco, Kate Blanchett's character, I wonder if like she wanted to read. Because she, she was a mind reader, which was very. Which was. Uh, 
which was a thing with the KGB. That was an actual right. thing. Right. Um, That's why they wanted the skull because mm-hmm. it would give them, you know, the psychic powers and mm-hmm. the knowledge and stuff. I wonder if it just overwhelmed her so much whenever it was finally put into power that it just completely annihilated her. Because, or you know, the other thing was just like you're. I think you're so. Doing, you're think, doing bad. I think it did like kind of blow up her brain a bit. Yeah. You know, you put all that knowledge in. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power. Ain't that the truth? You can have too much of it. Mm-hmm. Power that is. Like in physical power. And alien. Oh, man. Because then your eyes burst into flames and your whole body disintegrates and you get sucked into an alien portal and God knows where you end up. And that's not good for anyone. The space between space. Which is a great place for bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) To end up. What about favorite scenes? I like the opening scene, uh, just whenever they're in the warehouse. Yeah. Right up until the bomb... Right up... Oh God! After the knew after we, the bomb blew up, we were gonna have to talk about. Did you like the bomb blow up? I did like the bomb blow. Okay. Up. Yeah, I, I. There's there's scenes throughout it that I like a lot. I think I really liked that opening scene where he's escaping the Russians in the warehouse, and I really liked the motorcycle chase in the beginning. Yeah. With with Mutt and Indy just racing through the town and through the. Mm-hmm the college i really liked when they like crash in the middle of the lecture and he starts answering a question for the kid and then they get up and leave i like those two scenes a lot i uh, there's nothing that really stands out for me as like a scene that i thoroughly enjoyed it was all just fine uh i thought that the for me one of the funnier scenes was when um jones and marion were stuck in the dry sand pit and they went mm-hmm. and got the snake that's funny as a rope to pull them out which was just silly all the way around like, you, we know that he's afraid of snakes. You, that's when you find out that Mutt is, in fact, Indy's son. That's, like, the first official, like, confirmation mm-hmm. of it. And then he goes, why didn't you make him finish school? Calling back whenever he was, like, earlier to Mutt, if you don't want to go to school and you like fixing motorcycles, that's great. Who cares? And then yeah. he was, like, all fatherly in that scene. Uh, but what I thought was funny is like, I know you're in the jungle and you got to find stuff to save these people, but who in their right mind goes, I'm going to use this snake as a rope to pull them hey, out. If and you got nothing else and you're not afraid of snakes, I guess you, I don't I, know. I'm I, not advocating it. I'm just saying, I understand why he might think it. <laughs> but then I don't want to hurt they a snake. show Indy pulling it like the snake like that. I mean, I know snakes are pretty strong. But yeah. like, he was a thick. He was he a was thick a boy. Thick, he was he was thick with toothies. That's that's true. <laughs> he was a thick boy. But I just don't feel like I don't know. I've never used a snake as a rope. But I I don't feel like even if it was like a docile rat snake, I don't feel like he would just be like, yeah, stretch me, pull me by my head and my back. I'm not gonna bite you. Nah, don't worry. He was a rat snake. They that, they don't hurt. <laughs> they don't do nothing. That would make. Um, I didn't. I know a lot of people get flack about the whole refrigerator bomb thing, but I don't care. Yeah, let's talk about that because it is, for some reason, an important piece of pop culture history. Uh, it it coined the, the term "nuking the fridge." Never heard that term a day in my life. Really, heard it, it is uh, one of Time Magazine's top ten buzzwords of two thousand eight. It replaced uh, "jumping the shark." Jump, wow. jumping the shark was the original. Sure. You know the Jumping the Shark? No. Okay, great. Jumping the Shark is a reference to the classic sitcom Happy Days in which Fonzie on a jet ski literally jumps over a shark 
and it is uh, by most fans considered to be the point where the show started to suck and was never good again. So because of how bad that was, jump the shark is a term for whenever a franchise goes too far. Goes over the top. And so in 2008, when this movie came out, it became nuking the fridge. And like I said, Time Magazine called it number five on the top ten buzzwords of the year. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg both have uh, tried to distance themselves from it. They both uh, tried to take the blame for it. Spielberg said, don't blame George, blame me, I did it. George said, don't blame Steve, blame me, I did it. (laughs) They don't want to talk about it. Well, at least they got each other's backs. It is stupid. Right. But I don't care either because a lot... All of these movies contain very stupid things like that. Sure. I always think of Temple of Doom when they jumped out of an airplane on an inflatable raft and survived the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the same level of stupidity. Yeah. And I just look over it. It doesn't matter. It's a a fantasy movie where things aren't real. It's okay. Breathe. Do you know (laughs) that the original script for Back to the Future called for a very similar scene? Where they get nuked in a fridge? Yep. I did not know The original draft of Back to the Future, Marty McFly, worked with Doc Brown... Who was blah, 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 blah. in the story's climax? The device was attached to a refrigerator and taken to the Nevada desert test site for the atomic bomb, where it was strapped into the back of a truck and driven to the atomic explosion in order to harness the power from the nuclear explosion. Marty had to climb into the refri- the fridge as the truck barreled towards Ground Zero. They decided to scrap it. Uh, according to Zemeckis, he had several interviews with. Spielberg, who was a producer for Back to the Future, for those of you who don't remember, uh, he was afraid that children would start climbing into refrigerators and get trapped inside after replicating the scene of the film. So they instead moved it over here. But it was originally supposed to be in Back to the Future. Interesting. Uh, here's a, this is a excerpt from a Newsweek article from June 2008 about nuking the fridge. The phrase was born on May 24th, two days after the film opened and went viral on movie message boards. In barely a month, it has blown through several Web 2.0 benchmarks, including YouTube tributes, fridge haikus, merch hawking websites, a word of the day status on UrbanDictionary.com, which said you're expecting the movie to be as great as you remembered it. Oh, no, that's no, no, that's someone else. The creator of NukingTheFridge.com said (laughs) you're expecting the movie to be as great as you remembered it. And after the fridge scene, it was okay. (laughs) <laughs> a new legend is born for all the wrong reasons that's from Newsweek so yeah it is nuking the fridge is a thing people didn't like it nah. <laughs> I get over it I guess yeah that's all I gotta there's say an element that. of fantasy that you have to give it's silly it's dumb but like again you know you've had a lot of over the top things in this franchise you gotta have to suspend some disbelief from time to time sure you, do, you really do if you're gonna Especially if you're if that like part is gonna be the reason why you don't like this movie then you need to calm down and you need to take a breath exactly i have a screen rant listicle of 12 reasons why the kingdom of crystal skull screwed up indiana jones you are a not a staunch defender of this movie but you uh, you like this one just because more than temple i'm dying to hear a good reason and I've been waiting 11 so, years. So here are 12. Okay. And I don't agree with all of them. Okay. And you can apply a lot of these to the other ones. There are some in here that I'm like, okay, I get it. But again, we're not. So we'll see how many of these you can uh, get rid of. 
Um, it ruined a great ending from the Last Crusade. No. It uh, there there our reasoning is <clears throat> that Last Crusade ended with Indy reconnecting with his father. They sail off into the sunset. All is happy, and their argument is that the King of Crystal Skull doesn't do enough to justify reopening that. What I bet I don't understand why that what. Why does a one story's great ending mean there could never be another? Right. I'd agree. That's like, why? So, do they think the Young Indiana Jones TV series ruined it too? Doesn't say anything came about first. that. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about that. Well, then that's a selective reasoning, and I don't subscribe. Uh, convoluted plot. Um, I didn't think it was convoluted. It's not convoluted. Basically, oh, it's not convoluted. Basically, their argument is, and I agree with this, but not enough to put it on here, is that the film weighs itself down with needless story baggage. And they cite the entire FBI subplot, which is a dumb part of this movie because they don't ever address it again. So there's a part where Indiana Jones is being considered a communist and the FBI is following him for a little bit. That's the whole point of that motorcycle chase Mm -hmm. is there. Well, no, they were running from the Russians in. But there was an aspect of where the FBI was hunting them down. And that's the reason that he got fired from his job and that Dean got um, re- was forced to resign. Yeah. And then they never re- resolved that issue, except at the very end, he's reinstated and the, the dean that was supposed to resign is now back. Right, so they did resolve <clears throat> the issue. Sort of. They did. If, he got if, his job back. He was cleared. If anything... How else do you want it cleared? Well, if anything, it's just a plot hole. It's yeah, not for a me, plot it, hole because it's me, filled. it's just an, an <laughs> unnecessary thing. You don't need it. It doesn't do anything for the movie. At all. It gets him out of the school. Yeah, but you could have done that something with the Russians. You could, but you could also say that was convoluted. I just don't... That Maybe maybe my definition of convoluted is not the same as theirs, but the story was very easy to follow. It was. I think for it not to be is when you call it convoluted. I think, that, I think this is nitpicking on a, on a group of people who really don't like this movie. I, again, will agree that the FBI subplot was unnecessary 100%. And I will disagree. But it didn't do anything. You could have had I the Russians it. ransack his entire thing, and then he went off simply to figure out what was going on. And why are these Russians bothering me? Here's this thing that I got about the Crystal Skull. You don't need the FBI there. And who cares about the Dean getting resigned? Like, being forced to resign, it doesn't do anything to advance this story in any way, shape, or form. You could have handled it in a different way that made it tie in with something. <clears throat> Whereas the FBI served no purpose. I liked it. Uh, no interesting villains? Disagree? Mm, no. I didn't care for Kate Blanchett as the main villain. I thought she was fine, but like, eh. Most of the Indiana Jones movies don't have interesting villains. Yeah. They, so did the first one ruin itself? They say they, per- they actually such a bad defend list. it. This, this uh, they defend of both of them. They say Belloc and Major Tot uh, for Raiders, Mola Ram in Temple of Doom, and Walter Donovan and Elsa, Elsa Schneider. I do like Elsa. She's the most interesting villain, I think. Exactly. Yeah. She's the only good one. Yeah. Underwhelming action, which I disagree because that whole second half is very action. Yeah, strong disagreement there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lack of grit and darkness. I don't like the darkness. It's not what I want in Indiana Jones. That's why I didn't like Temple of Doom. And again, this is one where they stretch because they talk about how the first three are gritty and... uh, they talk about the melting of the faces for the Ark of the Covenant, and then they talk about the demise of the dude that drank from the wrong grail. Drank from the wrong grail, so they eat. But like those are two 
specific points and that everything else is pretty much pretty general and and Temple of Doom is much darker. Temple of Doom I would say is darker whereas the other two just have like one scene where it's like a little uh for the time gruesome. Also did they miss the part where a man was eaten alive by ants and then yeah, that's what I was, was disintegrated say. into fire? Yep. I guess they missed those parts. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, an over-reliance on CGI. I will agree that the CGI for me and aspects of it wasn't great, but it wasn't enough to detract me from the movie. No, it was no. 2008. Yeah. It wasn't always great. No. It was hit and miss at that point in time. Uh, Watered-down mystery solving. Uh, they don't really have any. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of a Crystal Skull has indie deciphering notes left by Oxley. They use a similar setup in The Last Crusade. When Indy had his father's notebook, but that was for a good character reason. To show Indy is still living in his father's shadow. Figuring out the, the scrawlings of a mad professor doesn't have the same impact as working on an ancient clue or riddle. That's weak. That's a, that is a reason the whole franchise is ruined? Yep. No. This is... I don't know who wrote this, but I'm sorry. Screen rant. <clears throat> I disagree with you guys. Uh, no good supporting characters... I don't really care one way or another for most of the supporting characters in most of the franchises, so... I disagree with that. Except for Sean Connery. I think that he's really the only one that I actually cared about. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was just kind of there. Sala. <sighs> You're the only one like Sala. <laughs> I like Sala. Yeah, I don't... I, no, I don't I don't see how that's a thing either. Like, they, it's just fine. They ruined Marion Ravenwood. No, they didn't. I didn't think they did. I, man, you just... This list sucks. It does. I agree. <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I'm. That's why I'm reading it. Uh, aliens. They don't like the idea of aliens. I do. Damn I've it. always loved aliens, but that's just a personal preference. I love alien movies, alien stories. Sure. I like it. They're fun, and I think it's a nice uh, changing things up. Yeah. Uh, test the suspension of disbelief. This is basically about the the fridge. Uh, spoils the fantasy element of the character. They all test the limits of of self belief or whatever you said. Uh, and then yeah, they all test that. The conclusion. I stopped listening to this list a long <laughs> time ago. I'm not listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm still listening to you. I just hate this list. Making Kingdom of Crystal Skulls may not have been the worst idea, but some of the choices made in the film were truly baffling. The fact that both Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg are getting another crack of the whip. Could write some of the wrongs in Crystal Skull is essentially what they say at the end. Whatever. That's bad. I, that felt a lot more like an, a writer trying to convince themselves that the movie is bad than trying to convince readers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with most of it. I, I know that this one gets a lot of a, a bad rep, but like, again, watching it, I may not have cared for it as much as some of the other ones, but I don't think that it deserves the hate that it gets. No, no. it doesn't. No. No. No, no. no. Still say the box office proves otherwise. Yeah. So I don't have much else, you guys? No. No, that's no. about it. I'm pretty good on it. So we can move on to, speaking of the box office, let's just do that. Kingdom of the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was released May 22nd, 2008. It went on to gross $317 million in the United States and $786 million worldwide. Uh, the weekend it came out, it was number one. With a $100 million opening weekend. Wow. That is... That's crazy. Crazy. 
want to emphasize how crazy that is. That was Memorial. Did you say Memorial Day? Uh, I guess May twenty second. I think that was. I think that was. Anyway, um, other movies out that week include The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince, uh, Prince Caspian, Iron Man, What Happens in Vegas, Speed Racer, Baby Mama, Maid of Honor, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, and The Visitor. Hmm. Yep. It was the third highest grossing movie of 2008 behind Iron Man and The Dark Knight, two other monstrous movies, particularly The Dark Knight. That was a good. 2008 was a good year for movies. 2008 was a good year. Very good year. I didn't realize that 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 this was that high on that list. That's cool. Um, this was also the first Indiana Jones nominated for no Oscars. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Yeah, I did look at its awards a little bit. Um, it was nominated for a BAFTA. It won a BAFTA. Did it now? Yeah, it won this. Oh, speaking of Screen Rant CGI complaint, it won the BAFTA for best visual effects. Mm. And it won the Screen Actors Guild Award for uh, Best Ensemble Stunt Cast. Oh, hot damn. And it also won the Razzie for Worst Sequel Prequel Remake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't either because I'm not going to mess with looking them up again. But I looked earlier to see what uh, what the other nominees were. And it was a pretty weak field. Yeah. So I could get why it went to this. It It was like, really? Okay. Whatever. So that's it. What do we want to rate it? I struggle with this one. I, I don't... My scale puts it between a two and a half and a three, which is okay and good. So I'm going to split it and do a two seven five. I think I'll give it a three. I think it deserves a solid three for effort. I'm going to give it a three as well. Yeah. It's not great. It's not perfect. It damn sure ain't no Raiders. No. But, but, but you it know, also damn sure ain't no Temple of Doom. Hell no. <clears throat> so. We're going to lose all our listeners with this episode. Well, I think what, we like, don't do this I for all of them. I can't believe they didn't hate this. We don't do it for all of them. But like, where do we, how do we rank our personal four like, we should start doing this we should by the way but i think that mike through most of the series we can kind of tell based on the, the discussions but like this one i think is interesting because i feel like i know where you two are gonna go at least with the bottom two the top two i'm interested okay. and i'm gonna have something completely different than everybody so God, okay. how <laughs> you'll see how you'll see i'll make it make sense he's just doing it to be different no i just you go first uh, all right uh my first one would have to be last crusade number two is raiders Number three is Kingdom, and number four is that one. Mine's the exact same. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay, so mine's not that different. So I would do I do Last Crusade, I would, and then Raiders, and then for me Temple of Doom and this one. But they're like basically right on top of each other. God, the, why? The only because I was so bored for an hour. Like I don't God. get bored in Temple, but I also go back to that episode where I said that Temple of Doom is the first Indiana Jones movie that I saw. So that plays. A certain aspect of it, but oh, if as we go through this, if you remember through our episodes, I also said that I didn't like the Last Crusade because I thought it was boring when I was a kid. True. Having watching them now, I have a better appreciation and understanding, and like that one the most. Mm-hmm. And then Temple of Doom, which was at my top, is now 
basically tied for third. Is this your way of saying that when you watch Crystal Skull when you're a grown-up, you'll decide it's not boring anymore? Um, I didn't like this one, and I went in having zero expectations because I really didn't like it when I saw it in 2008. Uh, I don't have a reasoning or why, uh, because I don't remember. But... It was better than I expected. So, like, Temple of Doom is the one that has fallen the most. Everything else has risen. Except for Raiders, because that was always at the top. Um, but for me, just the in, the fact that I wrote back-to-back and didn't even realize I wrote it back-to-back, how bored I was in my notes for that first hour, I can't put it above Temple. But I can put it on the same plane, essentially, which is where they are. Okay. That's where I had Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I don't. Okay. But I also can't. I I also (laughs) tend to like darker stuff than both of you. I like dark and I like creepy, so I like that aspect of it because because it was different. Mm, It was bad, but that's okay. (laughs) But you gotta look, and most people don't like this one, and so like both of you are in the major minority of people that like. I strongly disagree with that, based on box office and uh, oops. And um, uh, reviews. I disagree on it because I think Temple of Doom sucks. Oh, so you're disagreeing based on feelings and not fact? Yeah. Wow. We see where you rely. Because I, <laughs> because a movie can be a box office hit and suck. Yeah, they can. This one. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And you know why I can't even support that idea anymore? It, I can't tell you how much the reaction to The Last Jedi shook my faith in, like, humanity. True. That movie is so good. Yep. And made so much money. But the prevailing narrative is that it is bad. Yeah. And that is why I do not believe the prevailing narrative with Indiana Jones. I don't believe it. It could be. I mean, it I could think be a lot of... the internet being loud. <laughs> it could be. I do. I really do. It'd be interesting. I, I think average people who don't uh, spend their whole day screaming on the internet probably enjoy this. Movie. I, I would like to hear from the people that are not the three of us, and you know, go on our Facebook page and and let us know what you think. Because most of the people that I run into say they don't like this one at all, and it's not just the internet; it's the people that like you two are the only two that I have met in real life that will staunchly defend this one. I have no opinion toward it one way or another. I'm not going to hate on it. It's fine. But I like, seriously question if the peop- if those people have watched it. Since 2008? I sometimes question if they watched it at all, or if they're just saying, well, I heard it was bad, so it was bad. Well, this is this is what I'll say. With, with The Last Jedi in mind, the first time I saw The Last Jedi, I didn't really understand what was going on. That's because you slept through it. You did. Through a boring scene. But like... I don't remember what scene it was, but there is no boring scene in that movie. It the was one of the... Scene. Which one? The casino scene. Well, that scene was weird, but it was You also <laughs> slept through the fight between Ray and Kylo. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you were asleep. Well, all I could say is that upon the <clears throat> second viewing of it, where I was very much awake, it was great. So, what I'm saying is, the moral of the story is, go and watch it again, and judge for yourself. Yeah, I would challenge people to watch the movie and not go into it cynical. Yeah, and that's what I did. I, I, you know, I went into all of these without any preconceived notions, and this one I wanted to be entertained, and I was ready to be like, I haven't seen this since 2008. I'm ready to, I'm not going to hate it because of the alien thing, and, and that was my, 
I didn't care about the alien thing. Like, it was fine. I didn't ha- I didn't think it was dumb. Like, a lot of people seem to say they think it is. I thought it was fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah. That's a good question. We have not done that yet. We, we, gotta, we gotta guess it. For, first, 74. I was thinking right around either a 68 or a 70. I'm gonna go with... I'm gonna go with 69. Just split the difference. I was gonna say 65. 65, stay alive. 78 with an audience score of 53. Mm. Okay. I disagree with the audience score, though I will say 53 is still majority positive. Yeah. It's just not a pot of fresh. Yeah. What's uh what's next on All the right. list here? So let's see. Uh <clears throat> now you see me. I, the first one is amazing. Second one I've not seen. Not amazing though, based on what I have heard. What are your thoughts? I wanna veto. You do? Let's let's talk it out. Why do you want to veto? To be honest with you, I don't really have a good reason. Like that you don't have to. You don't to. have to. Like this is the veto that you can use for whatever you want. I know. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Just the idea of it doesn't excite me in any way. I think that's kind of why I'm just thoroughly, uh, I would be thoroughly unenthused, I think. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I feel. Got Daniel Radcliffe in the second one. Yeah. He's a magic man. Yeah, you just said it's not amazing. (laughs) I've not seen it, though. That's just what I've heard. I love the first one. The first one's great. I'm going to veto. Andrew has used his veto. There are two remaining vetoes. Let's hope it doesn't get worse from here. It's hard to do those like middling ones. Yeah. It's like mm. if it's not really good or really bad. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, eh. it, yeah. Uh, the Red Dragon trilogy. What is that? that is Hannibal Lecter. Silence of the Lambs. Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon. I think that's it, right? Yeah. It's interesting. Technically, you could say Manhunter, but. Never heard of that. Nope. That's, that came before Silence of the Lambs. Mm, we don't play that game. Is Anthony. Hopkins in it? No. We don't play this game. How does it relate? Because it was taken from the same book. Look it up. It's I'll it's, look it up. But does it co- connect? Not really. Okay. No. Then no. <laughs> but I will I will, is a, is I will a, look it up. It is a Hannibal Lecter movie. Ah what are there? Three of those? Yep. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more enthused than I was for the other one, but I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> best Picture Award winner? I think Silence of the Lambs? One of them is the Best Picture Award winner. I, oh, god! Serial killers, yeah. You got all this true crime that's happening right now. This is not true crime, it, it, It's this like, fiction. it's fictional true crime. Oh, goodness. I think I would do it. I think I would. I don't think I'll veto it. Yeah. I don't huh? I would do it. I don't have a say in it, so. Yeah. I like those movies. Wow. I own one of them. Yeah. I think I have Red Dragon. Then. I have Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I yeah. think it's on Netflix. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Because we're is. doing it now. It is on Netflix. <clears throat> okay. You want to know what the other ones were? Sure. Uh, had we vetoed that one, we would have gone to the Fifty Shades. Oh, oh God! God, <laughs> that was a 
Oof. I'm glad you saved that. <laughs> Bullet dodge. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have vetoed it just for fun. Just for fun. What was the other one? Um, Gladdy with a Chance of Meatballs. That franchise. How many of those are there? Just two? Uh, Yeah, okay. I believe so. Okay. And a TV show. <clears throat> and I believe that would have been the one that we would have ended on. Had we all three chosen our vetoes. Man, we gotta get better movies on this list. Hey, there's a bunch of good movies on this list. I've yet to believe it. We just haven't hit them. Well, we're about to do Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know about the others. I've not seen the other two. They're good. Well, from what I remember, I haven't seen either one. I haven't seen Hannibal or Red Dragon in a long time, but I own Red Dragon, I think. Okay. Oh, I may have to borrow it then. All right. If it's not on any other media. Well, I guess that wraps up this episode and this uh, series. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You can find us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod at Instagram. Just search so many sequels and on we're on Twitter. Same thing. Twitter. So many sequels.com. We post and stuff there. We're available for streaming on Apple podcasts, Google play music, Spotify, SoundCloud, just look in your favorite podcasting app, and hopefully we're there. And if not, let us know. Until next time. This ain't gonna be easy. Not as easy as it used to be.